Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the most high. Om Shabbat Shalom. I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the most high. Om Shabbat Shalom. I sense your presence. I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul. In the essence of truth and right, love makes the circle whole. And here we stand in line, waiting for some sacred sign. But to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without Above and below, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence Without and within Below and above, yeah, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence I sense your Within your soul 
on the show. I've got C.J. Monsiak coming on, uh, which is, uh, he plays a steel pantheon, and there's very specific types, but I couldn't roll it off the top of my head right now. <laughs> but he's coming up in September, so I know you're really going to love him. Um, I'm working on booking somebody who plays the didgeroo, which is really a, a fun instrument to listen to as well. And it's really neat to watch this shift because those that have been listening for a while know that this show used to be called Activating Compassion. Well, with Code Connection, I'm actually going to be doing more of my own shows as well, and that's going to give you an option to open up and learn about how things are coded and the truth and things and what's happening in our day and time. And we're going to cover all kinds of things from world events to dates to just things in general and looking at different different bits and pieces. And I think you're going to find this shift really, really interesting that I have going on right now. So um, that's all really incredibly exciting <laughs> news that's going on. So I wanted to share that right off. In my own work, what I'm doing is I focus on helping people find and use compassion in their everyday lives. I'm known as what's called a code interpreter. And what I do is I not only help people get compassion in their everyday lives, but I do it by helping them understand how their energy works. It's like code is like their personal blueprint, if you want to say that. I've also created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and uh, you can catch that in archive shows where other people have interviewed me. That's on my website, jessianniclesgeorge1.com. And I've authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams, and its companion workbook, which is based on the masculine and feminine energy and and, uh, how to work with relationships and how to create the perfect partnership for you. And then my first two books, Activating Compassion, its companion work. um, And then in addition, I created well, it used to be called the Compassion Tour, and it's now called the True North Tour. And um, the Compassion Tour, it's, it kind of overlaps, you know, the, the two things, code uh, interpretation and compassion. There's there's a really beautiful overlap with it, which um, if you want to learn more about that overlap, actually last night I had um, Lisa Lunk was interviewing me, and we looked at that work, and I'm going to be posting that link to the interview she did of me um, on my website as well. So watch for that to, to come up in the next couple of days on there. And uh, that just includes workshops, retreats, seminars. Uh, sometimes I do some book signing events or some fundraising events in there. Um, I've got all kinds of things where I'm traveling the U.S. with my work. And certainly if you go onto the website, you'll find where I can also be booked. You know, if you have something that's going on, especially if I'm passing through your area, I'm happy to book an event for something you've got going on. I do want to mention the events that that I do, particularly the seasonal events now. Um, I'm doing them in very small groups, so there's only six spaces available. So if you do have interest in any of those, you're going to want to jump in those. I actually have events coming up um, uh, the autumn equinox time frame and Halloween time frame here in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area. But I'm also getting ready to head east in October, and I will be going to Pottstown, Pennsylvania, just outside of Philadelphia. I'll be there on um, Thursday, July 8th, and then the 9th and 10th, I'll be taking private sessions um, in the Washington, D.C. area around the Fairfax, Virginia area. And on Sunday, the 11th, I'm going to be working with Jim and Ashley Cash for a Soundscapes meditation session. And that's going to be incredible in that area. If you're available, come down and see us. 
Um, I'll have more details going up soon on that. And then I will be headed up to near the Boston area, and I'll be in Hartford, um, not Hartford, Westford, um, Massachusetts. And I'll be at Aquarius Sanctuary. I'll be taking private sessions from Tuesday the 13th um, through the following Saturday there. So about five days I'll be there taking private sessions, and I'll be running a workshop on Wednesday the 14th and, um, and that following Saturday. So lots of things going on, and definitely even if you get a chance to pop in and say hi, if nothing else, uh, at the places that I'm at. So watch for all of those. Just a reminder, if you enjoy the show today, make certain you share it with people because every time I share a show, every week, I have people that come to me and go, oh, my gosh, I was just having a conversation about this, and you don't know how much this this insight is, is changing my life right now, and I really needed this help, and this is just what I was looking for. So even if you're not particularly you know, looking for something and you just kind of tune in because you want to see what's happening this week, that's great. But, um, yeah, get out there and share it with people because you could literally just change or save a life. <laughs> just sharing the link. Who would have thought? You know, that's what compassion is all about. And then all of the Main Street Universe shows, by the way, are available as a podcast at iTunes, tunein.com. Uh, people can use the same link you use to get into the show today uh, to, to listen to the archive show at their convenience. And, uh, and, of course, on my website, I have all the archive shows there for uh, all of Main Street Universe. And um, that's all there. And then it's also up on YouTube. I say give me up to two weeks, even though a lot of times I do get it done in a couple of days. Um, it's probably going to take me more than a couple of days this week. So before we get started on everything, I do like to give a little insight here. And uh, that comes from the 72 Names of God by Yehuda Burke, who is a Kabbalah master, and uh, each week we delve into a name of God, and I like his work because he takes the big concepts and he puts them into everyday language and puts them to where they apply to our life, and that's what I love about his work. So, And this also is, is posted, by the way, on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, Jesse Ann Nichols George, so uh, the number one dot com, and you can go back and reflect on it during the week and uh, also, I've got some uh, a little code interpretation insight on there each week. So those are updated, and you can go back and reflect on them and, and work with them. So the name of God that we have this week is Healing. That's the common name. And he goes on to give a little message here at the beginning of this. The concept of sickness extends beyond illnesses that afflict the body. It includes the poor health of a business an ailment in a relationship, and emotional illnesses such as anxiety and depression. With the right tool, we can heal all manner of disease. Now, the insight that he gives on this is, Moses became the liberator of the very slaves he had helped to rule. Because of this tremendous transformation, the letters that compose his name hold great spiritual power, and this particular configuration transmits the forces of healing. There are two ways to fully activate this power of healing. One, think about others. Meditate on people who also need healing. As the energy of healing passes through us to assist others, we automatically receive the benefits ourselves. The more we share, the more we receive. Two, be accountable. Without question. 
this is a difficult step to take. We must lose the victim mindset. We must realize it was something we did in this life or a past life that brought about illness. Immediate causes, such as the foods we eat or even our genetic makeup, are simply the weapons that inflict illness upon us. They are not the causes. They are the effects. One person smokes four packs of cigarettes a day and lives to a ripe old age. Another never smokes, but still contracts lung cancer. Get the picture? Blaming someone or something absolves us from all personal responsibility. But if we accept responsibility 100%, then and only then will the tools of the 72 names of God arouse the light of the Creator so we can be healed. If you're having doubts about this provocative spiritual truth, return immediately, well, it says return immediately to the previous <laughs> name, which we delved into last week. You can catch last week's show and catch that. It was about eliminating negative thoughts. And this is interesting because I think that this really plays in with today's guest, uh, Tara Jade Nichols, who is with us. And, um, you know, she's going to share some of that aspect of past lives, perhaps, or, you know, that's part of what we can look at in astrology and things that, uh, even though she's really going to focus on the present, <laughs> that is something that you can sometimes learn about through charts as well as coding, uh, code interpretation as well. Now, the meditation Yehuda gives on this is the power of this name brings you the energy of healing at the deepest and most profound level of your being. Why? Because you accept full responsibility for your present state and condition, and you concentrate on others who also need healing. So the, the common name, again, is healing. The formal name is Memhaishan. Memhaishan. And that's our post. Again, you can find it on my page at the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianicholsgeorge1.com. Now, a little thing here to get you going, to get you uh, headed in the direction of our topic today. And this will just uh, give you something to reflect on while we're on break and uh, and come back with our guests. And uh, so let's see, let's see what this uh, does for getting your questions going today or your thoughts going today. Do you keep up with where the planets currently are and what they are doing? And how much influence do you think planetary transits have? Do you know which planets seem to affect you the most? At one point in my life, I seemed to track all of this like a hawk. You know, that, that was one of my key things, by the way. When I started out, astrology was one of the first things that I did. Um, and I hand-cast charts. So <laughs> I, I had other astrologers that go, oh, you're a real astrologer. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, I used to track all of this amazingly. And I still keep track of what is happening. But, you know, perhaps on a more casual or general level now, and it seems to me that there's no question that they have an influence and can give us insights on trends, behaviors, the direction things will sway. And I do not believe they are an absolute, since to get more precise, we would really have to hone in for the individual person. At the very same time, what happens in the global influences also affects each and every one of us individually. So, for example, 
If people are prone to rage and anger in a given period, then they will be less attentive and more aggressive. In knowing this, I can make necessary adjustments to pause before speaking and moving, to leave extra time getting somewhere, and to realize much of what people say in a heated reaction is not what they really mean. There's no doubt in these days and times that we have had many interesting planetary influences going on, and knowing the alignment of the planets can be very beneficial to us if we choose to work with them. And I just like getting that project from your boss that says, you know, during the next few weeks, I need you to accomplish this. Clear that out, wrap those up, and lay out a new plan of action. Then you must decide how you are going to accomplish that and if it is a project that you really want to work on. To not work on it could bring a bumpy road or termination, while working your way through it could bring a promotion and a personal sense of accomplishment and learning that allows you to progress. Tara Jade Nichols is one person that closely follows the transits that are happening, and she likes to stay on top of what is happening with the planet, understand the choices people will tend to make, and the influences that are at hand. In doing so, she then uses her wisdom to help people become more empowered and to accomplish great personal development. For me, it is this approach to astrology that has always worked. I never felt that it was there to psych us out, but to give us an opportunity to choose wisely. It is like being able to have some foresight on what is happening to help us avoid a big mess or getting stuck in a swamp somewhere. It gives us the option to take a clearer and smoother road that might be more enjoyable for us to travel. What ways have you used astrology? And do you notice any difference from transit? And are there any planetary influences that particularly affect you? The code for this week is a reminder that peacefulness is found within and that even though you receive assistance from others along the way, only by exploring the depths of your inner self can you find the state of peace. Nothing in the outer world will provide true and lasting peace. It is a reminder that success comes from operating with the wisdom of the Magi, the heart of Venus, and by keeping deep spiritual connection from the inside out. It reminds us that wars are not won with more wars, competition, or arguments. The key is to release ourselves from the inner and outer wars that we fight. And to do this, it takes aligning with compassion, compassion for self, and compassion for others. While you carry your own unique peace to share, the key to receiving all of your own personal benefits is to allow your peace to be harmonious with others. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will have Tara Jade Nichols with me sharing her work with planetary influences. And the song that I've got for you during our break is called Do You Love Me? It's by Claire Hedin. And if you'd like to find out more about Claire's work, which I definitely encourage because she has a lot of things going on beyond music, and uh, even though that's her very strong focus for her, you can do so on her website, www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
Today, you were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin 
called Do You Love Me? And again, we also appreciate Claire for letting us use her music on the show here. You can check out more of her music on her website at www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And today I have with me Tara Jade Nichols, um, astrologer, tarot reader, shamanic practitioner. She focuses on transformation, empowerment, and helping her clients reach their soul's highest potential. She offers readings, teaches classes, and provides lectures in the Asheville, North Carolina, and surrounding areas. Tara has been moved by the insight that the pyramids and ancient sites were in exact alignment with the planet and realized that there was a wisdom within this for her to explore. We will be exploring the current planetary transits with Tara, and you can definitely learn more about her work through her website at www.tarajadenichols. That's T-A-R-A-J-A-D-E-N-I-C-H-O-L-S dot com. And Tara, thank you so much for being with me here today on Code Connection. I really appreciate you giving us your time. Hi, Jesse. Thank you for having me. I'm grateful to be here. And, you know, it's really funny when you came my way via a, a friend of ours. Um, it was really kind of fun because I'm looking at your name and I'm going, isn't that interesting? She spells her last name the same way I spell mine. <laughs> and her first name is a name that I actually went by for a while when I was living in California. And, and uh, of course, I felt this immediate connection and, and we definitely have a, a strong code connection <laughs> with each other. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, I would love for you to start off by just sharing a little bit about you, how you got into this work, um, you know, why astrology and tarot over the 10,000 other tools <laughs> of transformation <laughs> and empowerment that are out there. Well, you know, I've always been, I mean, just looking at the stars at night, just being in awe of the whole, you know, whole world that's going on above us and in our galaxy and in, you know, the many other galaxies. And um, I also have had a fascination with the Mayans, and I know they were some of the most amazing astrologers to have ever lived and just all of their knowledge that they had um, and just wisdom that they had without the, you know, the the sophisticated tools um, that we have today, they they still knew so much more uh, than we do about the planets and how they work and, you know, um, their rotations and when the eclipses, and they just followed it so closely. And um, I just knew that there was just, you know, so much to that and so much there and, and, and that it is so ancient as well as uh, the tarot cards. You know, they've been ancient divination tools for thousands and thousands of years and um i just have i felt really drawn to it and the more i learn about it uh the more amazed i am at how everything is so uh exact um with, with the alignment of, of you know the stars and um and how it really does you know it, it is a blueprint to who you are and what your challenges are in this lifetime and what your gifts are and you know, helps to point you in the direction of your highest potential and your destiny. And um, for me, it's been such a, a tool of, of just self-knowing. And um, I feel like when you know yourself, 
then um, you can have more compassion for yourself, um, but you can also see where where your work is, really. Um, and, and the more we can do that work, uh, the more we can help change the consciousness of the planet. So um, that was kind of how I, how I began this journey. But, um, and I do like to incorporate tarot, uh, the tarot with my astrology readings because they are so similar, you know, um, in, in many ways. And so they just help to validate each other and maybe give you a little bit um, more, more information than you would have gotten just using one of the tool, either astrology or um, tarot cards. But using them together, um, you can just gather so much information about anything, really, anything you're wanting to learn about. And, and I think that you're a perfect example of this because I've also studied tarot. Uh, matter of fact, I used to teach tarot uh, at one point. And um, and there is an overlap. There is connection with the planets and the signs and everything that go with different cards of the deck. And uh, you know, you're you're just such a beautiful example. I think of what happens when somebody is favorably coded to something, and they're doing work in something that they're favorably coded to. Because I've seen people work with astrology and numerology. And that's the patterns that work for them, you know, and these different combinations. And, and you're, here you are providing the example of what the combination is for you yourself and um, bringing that alignment together. So really beautifully done in that sense. Um, I know that you've got a wealth of information for us. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be talking about the uh, upcoming eclipses since they're such a powerful and transformational time. Um, and they usually only happen from four to six times a year. And they happen in, you know, groups of either two or three, depending on, um, you know, if it's a, it's a year that we're having a, a lunar, solar, lunar, or solar, lunar, solar. And so um, they're always a, t- a time when I see the most acceleration and the most change and it's, you know, a sense of life is speeding up and can sometimes feel a little out of control, but what it's really doing is just pushing us further along. Um, things we've been trying to make happen for a while can just happen overnight during eclipse time. So to kind of know about it and be prepared for it um, is really important and uh, essential. And especially because this eclipse season, uh, this fall, happening, the first one is happening, the total, uh, sorry, partial solar eclipse is happening on September 13th, and the total lunar eclipse is happening on September 27th, and that 10-day period, or sorry, two-week period in between the eclipses is really, it's almost like a portal opens up, and the veil between the dimensions is really thin, and um and even that's when we find a lot of people actually transition and pass on. And so um, there's just a lot of energy around that time. And also during that time, we have the autumn equinox, which is, you know, also the equinoxes and solstices, very powerful um, energetic, you know, points through the year. And uh, the equinox being the perfect day of balance. There's just a lot happening in that two-week time. So um, I would love to to share more information about that today. This is going to be interesting because 
this year has been almost one portal opening after another. Um, we're still in the midst of three triple eight portals going on this month. And then as you say, we have the eclipses that are coming up and we have the equinox. And of course, where you talk about having both the solar and the lunar eclipse so close together like that. Um, and, and the autumn equinox representing balance, this also plays in with the direction we're headed universally with balancing the masculine and the feminine energies in the universe. So why don't you share with everybody a little bit about what an eclipse is and how that pertains to astrology and us and why, why you know, yes, there's a, a thinness in the veils there, but you know, um, share with us a little bit more about that. Okay. Um, well, astrolo- astrologically, um, eclipses have have been very powerful omens, and that is due to, um, you know, during a solar eclipse, the moon is directly between the Earth and the sun. And so there can be a, a block out of the sun, and temporarily, like, the lights go out. So in ancient times, you know, not knowing about that, it could be a very scary event to all of a sudden have the sun blocked out. And what happens is it's like a big, it's a time of big shifting, big, almost upheaval. And um, it can feel, you know, your life can feel a little bit out of control. And, And I think that symbolically illustrates that with the sun, you know, the light, um, metaphorically being blocked out by darkness. Um, and so, you, you know, I just think that um, it, it's important to, to acknowledge the eclipse uh, season and, and what it's doing for us because a lot of times it brings forth the truth of situations. And I think that's something we're all seeking, um, you know, and it might come in an accidental and unexpected way. It could happen suddenly. Um, and, and you might not like what that truth is that's revealed, but ulti- ultimately it's for your highest and best to know uh, this information. And, and, you know, with astrology, it's always been a tool to allow us to to use it um, for our, you know, for our own benefit. And so no, working with this energy and knowing how to apply it and, um, you know, just some some ideas of, of what to do and what not to do during a clip could really help your life and help you, you know, see it in a more positive way um, rather than, you know, seeing it in more of a, you know, your life turns into upheaval and, and mistakes happen and, um, it, you know, a lot of changes can happen. A, a lot of people are going to feel um, emotionally in turmoil. And so, you know, not a good time to make huge life decisions. Um, It's definitely, you know, a time to receive messages, but not act on those, not make any, you know, any, any big decisions you want to wait at least a week in between so the energy of the eclipse can settle down. And and what happens during this time is we can eclipse people out of our lives. Um, You know, during the solar eclipse that happens, September 13th, a lot of times, you know, solar represents male. Um, the sun represents masculine energy. 
And so, you know, a father could pass, a father figure, um, or, or even a friend could, could move away that's no longer, um, you know, living in your town. And so, and then with the lunar eclipse, it's more the moon represents, you know, feminine energy and, and females. And so, um, or, or it can be just, you know, there could be some sort of um, problem or issue and it could be that that friendship ends. So it's almost like it, it brings faded events. So events can happen that um, it's almost like they've been, cul- it's like a culmination point and then all of a sudden it, it, it comes to a head. And um, so it's not a good time to make any, uh, give any ultimatums. Um, or any big, you know, decisions during a eclipse time. Um, during a solar eclipse, like we're having uh, September 13th, it, um, it's usually, it puts us into reaction mode. And so it's almost like we're, we tend to act more impulsively during this time. Um, and so just know with that being, a, you know, something that could, could happen, know that you're going to be defensive. Know that you're going to be more reactive. So the challenge is to, to keep that at bay and to, to know that, you know, if that's the energy you're dealing with, how can you kind of calm and settle that energy? Um, whereas with a lunar eclipse, it's more of a feeling, you know, emotionally um, you know, just a sense of losing control. Um, and, and that can, you know, have outbursts during, relate, you know, involving relationships. And, um, and and it can cause relationships to come to an end as, as full moons with the lunar eclipse usually are surrounding completions and endings and your, your judgment is clouded. And so um, just, again, allowing that eclipse energy to settle down before you make any big changes and decisions in your life. Um, so they're really an eclipse is a, is a tool that we can use to pay attention to our life. Where, where the big changes are that need to take place during our, our life. I mean, something that can happen kind of out of the blue. Um, but what, is, what it does is catapult you forward along your path um, almost overnight. Um, it kind of just, it's almost like an earthquake happens and it, sh- it can shake you up. And, and that could literally happen as this first eclipse, September 13th, this first partial solar eclipse, Virgo, and which is an earth sign. And so if you are a Virgo and your birthday was in, is it within five days of September 13th, it's going to affect you the most. It'll affect, um, it'll, it'll have a more easy effect on all the earth signs. Um, but particularly if you are a Virgo. And once something happens, an event happens during eclipse times, it's almost like you can't ever go back to the way it was before. It's almost like it shuts the door on an old way of, of doing things, an old way of, um, of, of just maybe something from the past that wasn't working before. It allows you to, to close that door once and for all and move forward um, along your life. And so it's almost like if something happens during that time, it's usually non-negotiable. So you just have to accept it and move on. Um, and again, we're going to be feeling like our life has just sped up and we're in this backward motion and it's moving very rapidly. Um, 
and just really having that awareness of the passage of time. And so it's, it's best not to schedule too many events um, or too many appointments during that time, but almost give yourself some leeway as um, things aren't always going to go as planned. So if you can give yourself some extra time uh, in between appointments or just not even planning as many social events um, because there's going to be so much happening within ourselves, it's almost as if um, we could use the extra downtime to just kind of get back into that place of balance. Um, the first eclipse that happened. Extra downtime. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, use, I said I could use that extra downtime now. <laughs> I think I'm already exactly. Well, feeling some of that. Exactly. That culmination has already started as we're only, you know, three weeks away um, from this first eclipse. So we're already feeling the energy of it. Um, and you know what's interesting about this first eclipse is uh, I, I, I'm, I'm into the Sabian symbols, which a psychic um, just kind of read into the energy of, of each degree, which there's 30 degrees in each sign. And this first eclipse on September 13th, the solar eclipse, is in Virgo at 20 degrees. And the Sabian symbol that has to do with this exact uh, degree um, is a caravan of cars headed to the West Coast. And so it's almost like metaphorically, it's like a group consciousness where we're moving to the promised land or headed west to find our gold. And so it's almost like we're leaving behind our old life, the past, um, an old consciousness, and we're stepping into a new world or a new dimension or a new consciousness of like-minded people it's almost like we're it's almost like we're ascending together as a group. So I thought that was really fascinating. You um, know, and that it it is interesting, and it actually plays in with um, a little bit of the the code interpretations I've been looking at on that day, and uh, it has a lot to do with advancement and. Um, elevating and and working with wisdom and the advancement that comes from making wise choices in things. And so, you know, listening to you talk on that, sometimes we get where we're so reckless and so ready to jump into something when we start to see the successes, and we have to be a little bit patient. We have to remember to pace it out a little bit um, and not get reckless in that success because it's very easy to jump in and go, oh, my gosh, it's all happening. And then, you know, the next thing we know, it's all falling apart (laughs) because we go, wow, I've got a little piece of money coming in. I'm going to go out and celebrate and go do this fancy thing instead of, hey, I'm going to pay my bills off. And I'm sure you have something to say about that because I think another piece that probably goes with the lunar eclipse, um, you know, in what I've looked at with the codes, is we are required to be responsible with this. Right, and it's interesting because Virgo in general just has to do with, you know, our our service in the world. And so um, it's almost like we're, we're, we're moving together in a group consciousness to see how we can be more of service 
to our world and to our planet. And I think that's the mindset that most people are, you know, moving in or thinking towards, and that is more of the age of Aquarius. And another interesting thing is that the North Node at this time during at the, the solar partial eclipse is at one degree Libra. And the North Node's moving you know, is always moving backwards, is always in retrograde. So it's on the cusp getting ready to move into Virgo. And so it's almost like this eclipse is cementing that energy of service to humanity in a sense. Yes. Yes, I agree. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful way of bringing the pieces together in this Um and looking at it, and and uh, and this is one thing I've been kind of sharing with people is that those people who have stayed focused on service, stayed focused on operating with integrity through the times that were so challenging over the last three, five, ten years, whatever it's been for different people, are now going to start seeing the payoff from right. that service. And I I do agree with you. I really think that that is going to hit with Virgo. That's that's going to be a big door opening between Venus going direct, um, Virgo coming into play, the the third of the triple eight portals opening when the sun moves into Virgo. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of pieces coming together here. And another thing you were talking about, you know, just that whole piece you did on healing, um, you know, this this September 13th eclipse, the sun and the moon are are in conjunction and they're almost in exact opposition all the way across Chiron and Pisces. So it's almost like we are having an awareness of what our core wound is. And it's almost as if it's happening um, in a group consciousness, like where are our wounds? And with it being in Pisces, it's almost like our karmic wounds you know, as a species, as, as a humanity, um, what are these wounds? And, 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 and it's so much of it's happening subconsciously. And, but, uh, you know, a lot of what the energy is of, um, of, this, of this eclipse is, you know, around healing that. You're mentioning core wound and karmic wound. For those people that aren't familiar with those terms, how would you explain that? Just wounds from our past lives, um, even as a, you know, wounds from a collective um, as, you know, as our species on the planet and um, things that we've gone through and witnessed. Um, that are kind of embedded and encoded in our DNA. Um, they, it's, it's almost like they're having the opportunity to come up and with the eclipse kind of having a, the light shine on them. And it's almost as if, um, you know, it's, it's a time for things that have happened, maybe not specifically in this lifetime, but, uh, you know, a chance for them to come up and, and be healed. So, uh, for example, a collective wound might be something like greed, where we've gotten too greedy as a human species, and therefore we're depleting out the resources of our Earth. And that right. would be a karmic thing <laughs> we would have to deal with. And that, that ties in perfectly with, I think, us you know, feeling that sense of duty 
um, and service, which is what Virgo represents, um, doing our work to restore the planet and restore our, that, you know, our become in balance with the way we treat the earth and the planet and, um, and learning to work with nature instead of against and trying to control nature. And I think that that, that is a big thing. Most people don't, I, I think a lot of people would look at themselves and say, I'm not greedy. But when we get down to it, there's a lot of us that are very greedy and we don't acknowledge that aspect in ourselves. We don't sometimes realize how much we're using that and, um, you know, and for what, you know, for what, for, you know, extra comfort or extra this or that. Uh, and I think that we are in for some changes. I think that, too, this period is probably a period, I would think, that is going to maybe awaken us a little bit because, um Again, that responsibility piece keeps coming in. I know we've got some things going on with, um, say, Saturn and um, Scorpio and things like that. Um, so that's another that, interesting thing that's that's happening. Yes, the Saturn, the Saturn's been in Scorpio and it just moved direct on August first, and actually on the seventeenth, which is again that portal time between the eclipses, Saturn moves into Sagittarius. For the next two and a half years, and when you know won't come back into Scorpio for another 28 plus years, and so that's a huge shift of out of doing that deep kind of transformational. It's like the you know we're the phoenix ready to rise from the ashes at this point and move into that greater wisdom and that higher wisdom um, for our truth and just becoming more kind of spiritual beings. And this lunar eclipse that's happening on the 27th is a total lunar eclipse. Um, and it, it's really a good opportunity for us to look at our shadow self and that side of ourself that maybe, you know, that, that's ready to finally come up and be seen so that it can be healed. And I've heard um, Matt Kahn, I don't know if you listen to Matt Kahn, but he was talking about uh, around the second eclipse, a huge shift supposed to be happening within our DNA that we are receiving a new like DNA code, a new DNA pattern, and that shifting is physically supposed to be taking place around this time, September 27th, 28th of this lunar eclipse. And, and that's interesting that you would say that because um... – Having been born a Scorpio, uh, even though I have Leo energy by my name change, um, I was born on a Friday the 13th of November. And, you know, the last 28 years, <laughs> I'm thinking back now, okay, when did this happen? Um, yeah, it's really, it's really been a huge thing, but it's been about trying to make us strong as an individual, I think, in this this path because as we move now into Sagittarius with the the Saturn moving into Sagittarius, you know, one of the energies that comes up is if we haven't learned how to be strong with this last 28 years of it being in Scorpio, then, you know, on our own and make our own decisions, it's possible we could see some really tough, challenging things uh, show up in our life 
because of the company that we keep. So, you know, those people who have chosen to be dependent, those people who have chosen to live the victim space, those people who have, um, you know, not wanted to take the responsibility and step up and be strong on their own, I could see possibly with this transit, and I'd love to have your your input on it and your insight on it, that, um, you know, they could be in for some some hard times. Absolutely. And while this first eclipse might seem, um, you know, it's more of like a new beginnings and that sort of thing, but the second eclipse has a lot of challenging aspects. There's a lot of oppositions and a lot of squares happening. So I'm definitely um, in the belief that the second eclipse, this total lunar eclipse, is going to be extremely challenging for the people who haven't been doing their work and, and working, on, you know, on themselves and, and doing that shadow work, which is what, you know, Scorpio represents. And I'm a Scorpio as well. And, you know, speaking of the, you know, talking about Sabian symbols, for the total lunar eclipse on September 27th, it's in Aries. And Aries is about the self and, you know, who you are. And um, it's that fire energy of transformation and so it's at Aries at four degrees, and the Sabian symbol for that is two lovers strolling on a secluded walk. And so it's almost like that energy of solitude, kind of going inward and withdrawing from the external world, and a little bit of like escaping reality, kind of just being in your own little world and and rediscovering the self again and it doesn't necessarily mean two lovers as man and woman i also see it as the internal masculine and feminine that we're trying to kind of find that balance of um so that we can find that harmony which how perfect that that's happening four days after the equinox which is you know one of the most it's one of the two most, you know, spring equinox and fall equinox, perfect balance of day and night, that, that yin and yang, that light and dark, that, fem, you know, masculine, feminine. And so it's like we're given a great opportunity to find that internal balance and that internal harmony that is so needed at this time. And what we're going to see is a lot of that, um, you know, that emotional stuff come up, but what better to be able to look at it than from a place of, of harmony and balance? I'm really glad you brought that up because I, I sincerely believe that's the direction we're headed as a collective, which is balance and harmony, and that it really is kind of, a, for lack of better terminology, bringing these extremes into uh, into focus and to balance pieces here because um, and I started to lose my train of thought in the middle of that but um, I, I think that I think that that balancing factor is important whatever the extremes are that means balancing having your personal time which plays into this whole set of influences you're talking about with your collective time. Uh, you, you need both. To be strong in the collective, you need to be strong on your own. To be strong on your own, you also want to be able to be able to be in the collective. Um, right. As you say, we, we are in this huge 
balancing of the masculine and the feminine, not just outer. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I've actually seen between all the portals that are opening this month and what you're talking about, and as Venus goes re- uh, direct again in all of this, um, that we're going to see a lot of twin flames coming together. I think that we're Absolutely. really headed into a big period of that. Well, and that's definitely true because um, September 1st, Venus goes direct, and September 6th, we're having our second Venus-Mars conjunction, and then November 3rd, we're having our third Venus-Mars conjunction, and the first one happened at the end of September. But that only happens about every 18 years that we have three conjunctions of Venus and Mars in one year, and so it's pretty rare that it happens, and we're having three this year, and specifically, you know, two of them are happening happening in the last four months of the year. And so the last four months of the year is when we're most likely to see soul unions come together, and it's because of the work that we've done to heal ourselves and to you know, finding that balance of masculine and feminine within is the key to be able to finding it outside of yourself, that external, you know, complete uh, balance of masculine and feminine. And so not necessarily needing the other one to complete you, but finding that divine union from within and then from there attracting uh, the partner. Beautifully said, because I'm I'm very pro on that as well. I believe that uh, you know if we don't have that balance within, it's it's very hard to draw. Even if we draw in that so-called twin flame, there can still be challenges there if we're not balanced within. So right, that's uh, yeah, a big big reflection point. Um, I'm glad you brought that up. Explain to us. Uh, if you would, a little bit, uh, because a big part of your specialty is these transits. So when we when we use this term transit, what is that about? Because a lot of people hear this, but they don't always know what that means. So a transit would be, um, you have your birth chart, um, which is where the planets were aligned at the time of your birth. And so the transits are where, where the outer planets are in the sky right now, pretty much, you know, for everyone, but it's going to hit your chart in a specific way because it's when the planets from right now move over the planets in your birth chart that events get hit off. And so you, all, you need the events to get hit off and trigger um, that, that experience for you to have um, you know, whatever happened to make that change or that shift or that knowing or that meeting or that opportunity to happen in your life, you need that, that to be hit off. And that's why, you know, astrology can be so exact because with the, the tools we have today with the software, you know, we can just, you know, press a little click here and there and we can move forward and backward in time and have those planets move. So you can see, you know, six months from now, what, what's going to be happening in my life? When is a good time to start my business? When am I going to find a mate? When's a good time to, you know, relocate? All, all of these big item questions that we have for our life, down to the even smaller questions in our lives, it's such a big tool to see 
you know, when are the blessings going to come into my life? When is the big, expansive opportunities going to come in? Well, we're going to look at Jupiter for that, you know, and so it's, it, or what house, you know, each house, there's 12 houses in the zodiac, um, and, and each one represents a different part of your life. And so looking at that house and seeing, you know, where the, the transits, where the planets are in the sky, where they're moving, when they're going to be in that house or making harmonious aspects to that house, that's how we'll, we can get a good idea of, of the timing of things. I think you're going to give pretty much the same answer I would give, so I'm going to let you say it <laughs> when I ask Okay. This. You know, so many people say, yeah, but why would we look to the future? Why would I want to know the future? Aren't I supposed to be living in the present moment? Well, one of the greatest things, um, one of the sayings in astrology is forewarned is, is forearmed. <laughs> and so it's Having the knowledge of the way things are going to play out, it's again being able to work with that energy. Is right now a good time to buy a house? Or is two months from now when I have these more harmonious aspects rather than having the challenging aspects happen? It's going to work in your favor to your benefit if you allow it. And, so and I... I agree with you. I think that what these transits are looking for does for us, uh, as you're saying, is to help us make wiser decisions here and now so that we can, as you say, allow that positive outcome to happen. Well, and again, it's just knowing the energy. You know, we all, we all are interested in, like, what's the energy of right now? What is this feeling like? Because it, it gives you that sense of this isn't happening just to me. Oh, this is the energy of the cosmos. So it makes it more impersonal. So we don't believe that it's happening specifically, you know, just to us. But when we see the energy of what's, you know, going to be played out as in next month when towards the end of the month, people might act out and especially emotionally and it's being prepared. It's just knowing that that's going to happen. And so we're able to allow people the space to do it without reacting with with being able to to stay neutral and, and maybe even putting out the fire before it even happens, you know, soothing it over and just saying, you know, it's okay. You're just having an outburst. I know this is the energy that's happening right now. And, that's okay, you know, not, you know, I, I just think that we can use the energy by knowing, how, anticipating um, what, you know, the way that people are probably going to be reacting um, to the energy that's just, is, is the energy of the cosmos at that moment, we get a better sense of how to, um, how to behave and how to live our life and you know, decisions to be made and that sort of thing. I mean, everyone knows that during Mercury Retrograde, you don't buy major appliances and you don't make any big decisions. That is a great tool to have and to know and, um, and, you know, giving your watch out for car accidents, that sort of thing during Mercury Retrograde. Just knowing those things, um, you're going to be more of a defensive driver. You're going to, you know, um, 
wait a couple weeks to make those, you know, to break up with your partner or <laughs> make these big life decisions or even traveling. You know you need to give yourself more time. There probably will be delays. It's, again, just knowing that um, we're able to work with that energy to make our life more smooth and make better decisions so that we can, you know, create a better life for ourselves. And I think, too, that a lot of this is when we prepare, and it's something that I deal with because it's the ego that gets unsettled a lot of times. When I say I deal with it, I hear from people. And if we're prepared, a lot of times it's not as bad as it could be. Um, Correct. I, I would relate this to I'm in the Midwest right now. Summertime is tornado season. And, you know, when you're in tornado season in the Midwest, you make sure that you have supplies in the basement <laughs> and things secured. And you have that place to go into should you need it. Now, just because it's tornado season, does that mean that the tornado is going to hit your house and wipe your house out? No, it doesn't. You know, you may not be in the past. Your neighbor might be, but you might not be. Um, And if you're prepared, you can deal, I would say, with whatever comes your way. And you're ready to deal with it. But if you don't put anything down in that basement and then you have to be down there for a while, uh, that could be a problem. And saying, well, I'm not, you know, going to pay attention to the fact it's tornado season in the Midwest. (laughs) You know, I'm going to take my chances. Well, you're definitely going to take your chances with things um, in there. So I I would kind of equate it that way. It doesn't mean that the tornado is absolutely going to hit, but if you're prepared, at least you can deal with it if it does. Right. And that's, that's again, coming back to that saying, forewarned is forearmed. I mean, it's like checking the weather every day. Do you check the weather? Do I need my raincoat and my rain boots today? <laughs> it's the same right. thing, you know? So, um, if we're going to get yeah, a foot of how- snow, then I need to leave an extra half hour in the morning to get up and shovel. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and most astrologers do check their chart every day. What's going on? What events are happening? you know, how do, how do I prepare myself? And um, it's just, it's, it's just the thing to help you. It's, you know, it's, it's all to, um, you know, and, and even in ancient times, like the rulers or the kings or whatever, every, you know, every war that was started or every event that was planned, it had, they, they always checked with their astrologer to make sure that the stars were aligned. I mean, it's kind of like having, you know, spirit on your side. Are the, you know, are are they with me or are they against me today? <laughs> and so, um, you know, having that information, you can, you know, you, you great and amazing things can happen, or you know, more challenging things can happen. And um, it's just a great divination tool that has been around for, you know, thousands and thousands of years because it works. It it does. And, you know, for those people who think astrology is just all woo-woo, I have to say it's actually very, very precise science um, with free will. (laughs) It combines science and free will. 
think that's what it is, what it is is people, you know, say, well, how do you know, you know, exactly when something's going to happen? It again comes back to I know around this date this kind of energy is going to happen. But, again, we can never say exactly what the event will be. But we have a good idea of the type of lesson that might be learned from the event or the type of healing that might be granted or the type of opportunity or even person that might come your way, you know, all of that can be predicted in the chart. Well, and and what's interesting when you start to talk about that, um, there, and I actually had another thought in my mind I was going to, <laughs> and to oh, the, you, were, you were talking about all this energy that's going on and a lot of the energy that's coming with these portals that we're in right now, particularly this month and, this, and next month, deal with the wisdom of the Magi. Well, one of the biggest tools that the Magi used under the Christ consciousness energy that was emerging in their time was astrology. I mean, that's how they knew the birth happened. That's how they knew where to go and different things like that. And you talk about, you know, being able to uh, foresee the types of things that are going to happen. For example, uh, we've got, um, well, coming up, we've got Uranus and I'm just trying to, to look and go, where are we right now? We've got, um, for example, Uranus and Aries and, and Neptune and Pisces, and they're, they tend to be our big planets of turbulence. And, you know, when I, when I look at those two things, it kind of tells me that we've got a fire element and a water element and I know when I looked at stuff a while back, I said, well, we're going to have a lot of, you know, under ocean volcanic activity going on. And that's exactly what's been happening. All of a sudden, there's been this volcanic activity near the ring of fire and things like that um, happening around. And that's why we've been seeing a lot of things happen in regards to cruise ships and um, boating things and hurricane things going on because it blends that, I would say, and I don't know, I'd love your opinion on it, uh, the the Aries-Pisces turbulence of Uranus and Neptune. Um, And and I actually was relating a lot of that, too, to the Uranus-Pluto squares, those five squares that we had um, between the course of 2012 and earlier 2015, we had those five exact squares of Pluto-Uranus, and we're still feeling that. They're still not, you know, they're still in a close enough orb that we're really feeling, you know, that energy of change and, and transformation that's happening suddenly, and Uranus does rule earthquakes, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I believe that, you know, the, the planets, the pool of the planets and what they're doing very much as we're, you know, the microcosm of the macrocosm, whatever is happening in the cosmos, we are feeling, you know, right here on our planet is like a tiny little uh, microcosm of, of all the energy that is happening out, you know, out in the cosmos. And all the major planets right now, um, or, or sorry, the outer planets, um, Neptune and Uranus and um I mean, Saturn just went direct, but even Pluto, they're all retrograde. So it's almost as if we're having this time of, um, 
we're just like reviewing and reevaluating and and to me it really symbolizes like a a a group collective a conscious collective um as it's more of the outer planets rather than the personal planets and they're all retrograde right now um so so yeah it's almost like we're we're doing this reexamining redefining this this group consciousness and it's and it's and it's being played out um you know in a way while this you know the shift of happening out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius and right now we're you know Aquarius is asking us to to think more outside of the box to be more innovative innovative um so that we can better serve our, you know, humanity um, as a whole and our, our humanitarian efforts. Um, I love so, yeah. that you brought up. I love that you brought up the microcosm macrocosm principle because they go hand in hand. What's happening in the micro is going to happen in the macro. We're going to see it in the outer world. What's happening in the outer world, we're going to see in our inner world. And just like the Earth has been experiencing a lot of turbulence in it, a lot of people have been experiencing inner turbulence. And I think that this is where a lot of your work comes into play because you help people on that inner transformational level, which people oftentimes wonder, well, how can I make a difference as one person? If you work on yourself, you're going to make a difference in the world because of that macrocosm, microcosm principle. Exactly. And so to me, astrology helps with that better understanding of self. And so once you understand what your challenges are that you came in with, that you signed up for when you were, you know, in the in-between state before you came into a body, you lined up your chart to be the specific way so that you could work on these you know, these specific points for the evolution of your soul and to, you know, just to evolve. And so as we we come to know ourselves and we come to know, you know, our purpose and what's our destiny here and what did we come in to do and how do I operate and what are my challenges and how can I learn to love myself more and how can I take my gifts and help them to grow to help humanity and share um, you know my my gifts um, we understand that we get a better idea of ourselves that's when you know the healing is going to take place that's when we are going to you know get our consciousness in a way um, that we are our best self we are our highest potential we are you know reaching towards our north node which is our highest destiny you know um and so if everyone is doing that how can it not ripple out uh to affect the the group consciousness yeah and and i'm glad that you you know you're delving into some of this and you've mentioned the north node there's a lot of it's very split, I've seen in the astrology world. There are some astrologers that say, eh, don't really pay a whole lot of attention to North and South Node. They're kind of off there in the background. 
sort of aspect, and then there's others that put everything on the north and south nodes. Um, I'd love for you to explain a little bit about that and also to share with us um, out, outside of that, um, and, and I think that's that highest destiny factor is probably where some of the north node got its prominent, prominent from is, you know, for people to understand where that's at, so to say. Um, but you help people with transforming and empowerment. And I would also love for you to share a bit about what planets you feel most influence us in our transformational processes, what planets and or houses uh, you would be wanting to look at the most for that type of shift. Well, the planet that deals with transformation the most is Pluto. Pluto is that, you know, and it's the planet of your power, too. It's like power, transformation, death and rebirth. It's like it is the the shaman, you know. It's like um, it's like almost a, a dying to yourself to be reborn anew for that new being to to, you know, to come about. And so it almost is like Pluto is the god of the underworld. And so you need to go through the, you know, your own depth, your own shadow self, and be like the shaman, you know, working through all of that shadow parts of self to go through that transformation to become the phoenix rising from the ashes, which is one of uh, the, 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 symbols that's related to, to Scorpio and Pluto. Pluto is the planet that rules Scorpio, but um, it's not just that scorpion, you know. It's like we all have those dark sides. We all have those, you know, more, you know, not, not pretty, you know, more negative, you know, attributes. And so it's like accepting those, looking through those, working, not just shoving them under the rug, but being able to really see them for what they are and look at, almost like looking into those, looking like a mirror into those pieces of ourselves that we, we usually don't want to show the outside world so that we can bring, shed light on them so that we can heal them and then release them from our being. And then we can come out and shine and you know, really be our, our most powerful. Um, so Pluto's definitely a big planet for that, but I, I definitely do believe that the North and South Node play a big role in, astrologer, in astrology in general, and I know that is a big uh, controversial subject in astrology, but um, we are so ruled by the moon. So how can, you know, the, the nodes of the moon not affect us um, you know, South Node really has to do with your karmic path and, and you know, those things, you know, that, um, that you're comfortable with but maybe aren't so, again, pretty to look at. And so um, it's, it's where we've come from, like the place that we have almost, you know, in a past life we've done and it's, it's behind us now. It's our, it's our past. It's... Um, while it is comfortable, it's not for our highest potential. But if you look, you know, the south node is exactly opposite the chart than the north node. And so it's like 
what we're leaving behind and then what we're moving towards is the north node and the north node is our destiny in the world it is our highest potential it is you know that place that we're it's like the the enlightened self the most evolved self and um through that we can have a better um you know a better chance of of living our our highest potential of having our um like our most transformed um most transformational self and 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 what the blessing is really is our own happiness and our own enjoyment and our own you know self love you know because you can't have that if you're if you're living in the past and you're not wanting to look at those pieces the shadow pieces of yourself so um I definitely believe that the north and south node, understanding that and understanding, you know, what what sign they're in and and how they're showing up um, in your chart is very foretelling for, you know, even the the type of life you've had before, Um, even even how you died in a past life, you know. Um, All of that can be revealed by the sign and the placement of the south node, whereas you know, the North Node is telling you the traits, you know, the attributes that you're here to learn and to carve and to try to perfect as much as possible. Um, it's it's where your most learning is, where your most, you know, growth potential is. And so if we don't acknowledge those, then how can you um, really know what those are? I mean, that's, those are our major tools right there for our own evolution. And and it's very interesting because the the codes that are involved with, for example, the North Node, our highest destiny, as you say, um, really is about lessons learned. (laughs) And, And that tells us directly that the path to our highest destiny is learning what our lessons are. And somebody as yourself that deals in astrology could look at that and say, here are the lessons you're learning this lifetime, so here's what you've got to work through to step into your higher self. So knowing what those are, and even, you know, I think one of the um, beautiful ways to look at astrology is to know what your lessons are and then even notice them in the moment that they're coming your way. When the experience happens, that comes, and you can say, instead of going, why is this happening to me, you know, this is going to turn my life upside down, instead going, this is an experience for me to work on my lessons that I know that I need to, my work that I came in to do, and now this experience is coming to me, and to look at it from that perspective as a learning and a growth, and this is an assignment I gave myself before I came into this body, is so much more empowering than, than turning it into why is this happening to me? Yes, and and I'm glad that you brought that up about making that shift um, because we definitely don't want to be in that victim space and that ties in with the south node energy that you were talking about being a past life because there's a lot of people, your north node is like looking forward, your, past, your south node is like looking to your past and why would we want to know our past? It's over, it's done with. But if we don't look at where we've been, 
you know, again, it's about making the best decision we can make in the present moment. And part of making that best decision is to understand where we're trying to get to or what we need to go through and understanding where we've been. Because if we don't understand where we've been, we can't correct the course to get to where we're headed. Exactly. And (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, am I correct on that based on what you work with? Yes, absolutely. And the truth is, is by knowing and looking at our, our south node, we're able to see those places where we can easily be drawn back to because they're comforting, even though they're not necessarily healthy. And an example that I'll give on that is someone who has a south node in Pisces, most likely um, either, you know, they could have been in an institution, had some sort of mental illness, be addicted to, you know, either drugs or alcohol, or either they're drawn to helping and healing and, and therefore easily attracting those times, those kinds of people. So if you already know that that's, you know, either the role you've played or, or maybe, a, you know, a close a partner or some sort of close relationship that you've had in your past lifetime, you're, you are like a magnet to those type of people in this lifetime. So knowing that, and, and you're comfortable with it. You know, it might not be fun and it might not be something that you're wanting, but it's still that comfort zone. And so you keep playing it out. You keep doing it again and again and again. And when you learn, you're looking at your chart, that that is just, oh, that's an old pattern I've held for many lifetimes. I'm ready to let that go, you know, and now I'm ready to move forward, which would be your north node would be in Virgo, because Virgo's across the chart from, you know, Pisces, and, and instead I'm going to learn how to be of service, you know, to humanity and, um, you know, focus on my health rather than trying to serve the health and well-being of others, and, you know, it just makes you... Um, it, it, it makes you have a better understanding of, you know, the roles that you've played before so you don't fall back into them and do them yet again in another lifetime. And it, and it makes perfect sense because I was I was kind of joking. I was, I was thinking to myself, you know, how amusing some of this is. And I'm, of course, running my own personal codes in my head while you're talking about these things and how it all connects. And it's a very interesting one of the things that came up in my um, coding related to the South Node has to do with starting life over and over again. And, you know, this, this constant having to, to, you know, rebirth, so to say, uh, from things and, and uh, a loss through trust in others. And that's also been a very prevalent pattern for me to have to deal with in this lifetime uh, and and so looking at that, I can look back and say, oh, okay, this is this is what I'm, you know, having to really get to, you know, the, this balancing of who can I trust, who can I not trust, um, you know, learning from that past of not maybe not everybody is trustworthy along the way, um, you know, that that I tend to draw opposition and competition and. Uh, you know, whether I, I want to or not, I tend to draw that in. 
So um, right. I find that very interesting when I piece that together. Right, and and definitely, um, you know, again, learning about yourself and learning that self-node part of yourself, that, that place where we're not necessarily wanting to go back to, but we don't want to keep playing out the same thing again and again and again, lifetime after lifetime. And that's why it's a good idea to know, you know, what what your challenges or your opportunities are. Where, you know, where is your growth work? And, and that's all laid out there in your chart. By looking at that north and south node, we're able to not have, that repeat or, you know, that, that again and again and again with the same, you know, life where you just keep going on and on and on lifetime after lifetime and not making any progress, not having any, you know, evolution happen. And so then you have to just keep coming back and doing it over again. And, and it's a way to step out of that. And, you know, what's interesting is you're talking to, I could very easily see with the times that we're moving through and moving into with all this balancing of the masculine and feminine uh, energies along the way that the north and south node are going to become much more prominent in looking at somebody's chart and in our life because it's all about balancing the polarities and the polarity that we are here as an individual to balance in our life. Um, Absolutely. So I, and it's, it's interesting you even say that because, you know, some of the energy of this first eclipse is around polarization. Or sorry, yeah. the, the second eclipse, the, the lunar eclipse. It's one of the themes with that second eclipse um, is, is about, you know, polarization, and, and that's exactly what the moons are teaching us. And, and supposedly the earth plane and the realm that we're in is about, you know, learning that, you know, we're, we're learning about the contrast and we're learning about the yin and the yang. And um, like, how do you know one without the other? And I, and I do believe we're, we're evolving out of that. I do believe as we start to, you know, as we continue to ascend, and we're moving into other dimensions, that's not going to be um, what we're learning, but it is what we're learning right now. And, um, you know, just knowing that piece of our history and, and what, you know, what we're doing right now as a group consciousness and as a planet, this is our learning school here. And so, um, you know, just under, again, that microcosm and the macrocosm, bringing it down and learning that individually for ourselves and we have a map to do it, which is your birth chart. It's really, I find it really just very, very interesting. Um, Astrology, along with crystals, was one of the very first things I drew to because I wanted to find out how somebody could know what was going to happen to me (laughs) before it happened. Um, I mean, I, I was fascinated by it. As a very very small child, and um, dealt into it very early on uh, because of that resonation that it had going on. Um, so, 
Is there any planet for those that do follow their charts out there? And of course, certainly you you tend to take things into beautiful space with astrology. It's not just a hey, let's let's look at what the sun sign is doing today. Um, you, you really because you have that shamanic practitioner background and things as well are really focusing on helping people with these transformations. Is there any one big planet on a, you know, let's say a global level, because I know from coding, we all have our personal planets that are going to have the greatest impact on us. But um, universally, let's say, or globally, is there one planet that we really need to be keeping our eye on um, for the next couple of years or the next, few months or whatever time period? Well, um, that is, that's kind of a hard question to answer, but, um, you know, I would say since, you know, Saturn's the planet of discipline and responsibility and, and kind of where a lot of our lessons lie, where a lot of our work is, um, I would say watching Saturn is definitely um, an important thing, and that's why it's it's such a a big deal that it's moving you know it stays in the sign for about two and a half years and so it's moving out of Scorpio and into Sagittarius where it'll be for another for another for two and a half years and so it's like we we have two and a half years to learn you know to do our work and do the lessons that Saturn is teaching us and and that's really what lays the foundation for us to build our, either ourselves or our our planet, our, our group consciousness. It's, it's the platform where we build ourselves, you know. And so, and and Saturn is the teacher. It comes and it kicks your ass, but it teaches you a lot. And so, and and it's only you know, it's only going to be in a sign for two and a half years, and then travel the rest of the way around the zodiac. So it won't be back to teach you that same lesson for 28 and a half years. So, you know, we're only going to learn that lesson so many times in one lifetime, you know. Um, So I would say it's the big teacher and the big lesson um, as as much as it, you know, gets a bad rap because it's not a whole lot of fun. It's not definitely not the party planet where Jupiter can be at times. but it is the one that that teaches us a whole lot. I think you handled that really well <laughs> when I threw that at you because I find that every astrologer has their planet that just sort of really resonates for whatever reason that they, they find so incredibly useful. And obviously they all come into play and the interaction that's happening in a person's individual chart um, you know, you, you got to look at the whole package and not just one piece. But what I find interesting with what you're saying and having, you know, maybe you're channeling something in a sense um, coming out with Saturn going into Sagittarius because we've had all this spiritual movement going on. As you say, we're making the shift to Aquarius, which is, you know, we've had a lot of just the spiritual stuff has been all over the place with Pisces. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and as we look at Saturn going into Sagittarius, it makes me think that we're probably also going to have a lot of spiritual practitioners called out with this energy. And when I say Absolutely. that, 
we're going to start really seeing who's actually walking their talk during this two and a half years. <laughs> and if they're not operating with integrity and walking their talk, I think we're going to see some very big things come out. And I think it's also going to be one of the areas of attack by those who want to keep control to start to discredit the spiritual arena again. Actually, a lot of that energy is what happened with Saturn and Scorpio because, you know, Scorpio is the truth bringer. And in a way, yes. it brings out the, that chat, that stuff that's happening behind the scenes that we're not all seeing. Scorpio exposes them. And so I think a lot of people or institutions and, you know, in particular corporations have been outed in the past yeah. two and a half years. And I believe with it moving into Sagittarius, that's when the, the beings who are doing their work and the, um, you know, the, the spiritual leaders and the um, healers and, you know, the, the, all, all of these, um, you know, just these types of beings, they're going to thrive, actually. I see them really thriving because it is a time of being acknowledged um, for, you know, for, and, and it's going to be them living their truth. I, I see it as them living their truth as, you know, and, and in a way maybe even outing themselves, like this is what I believe to be true. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I might seem a little out there or a little woo-woo or whatever you want to call it, but this is my belief and I'm going to stand firm in it. And so it's almost like they're going to, I feel like these types of people are going to be more supported by spirit um, and just by the, just be more, you know, accredited and acknowledged and, you know, finally given their worth um, and being, you know, being validated and being valued and, you know, putting a value on their services that they give and, and how important it is during this time of huge transition um, as a collective that we've been going through. And it is the most time of accelerated growth right now more than any other time on our planet, and we chose to be a part of it. And so being able to have these um, psychics and, you know, these spiritual leaders come forward and to guide us, to help us during this time of great transition, we've never needed them more. And so now it's time to, to really um, let them shine and see them and, and, you know, give them the credit where it's due. I, I agree, and I think with Saturn going into Sagittarius on this, that too we could very easily see some of the spiritual practitioners um, balancing out by being a little more business focused or a little more practical. Yes, and exactly. I think that I think that the spiritual arena. Um, you know, it can't be all the fluffy words anymore. People are going to have to be able to implement it on a practical level, and the practitioners are probably going to be seeking out or that are going to hold the strongest during this period of time be those who are helping people implement things in their everyday life, who are making the work tangible and accessible, not just, hey, here's the work, do it, but... 
and here's how to do it when you're challenged. Here's how to do it in your everyday life. Well, and, and Saturn is the planet that helps you to build a foundation. So I feel like it is going to be helping, you know, m- more of these um, spiritual beings that that are very, you know, open and perspective, um, and, you know, intuitive and um they are very in tune with the other worlds, but sometimes have a hard time, you know, really staying grounded in this dimension. Saturn's going to help them build that foundation. It's going to help them start their business and being able to make, um, like, a, make a career out of their whatever their gift is, whatever it is that they do that they've come to share with the world that to, to, to help, you know, be in service to people, Saturn's going to give them the opportunity to be more disciplined and be more responsible and, um, you know, whether it's build a business online or you know, h- however it is that they're going to, or, you know, building a physical business that people come to, this is their opportunity to really um, make it be something that they can do for, you know, for their career and, 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 and receive um, acknowledgement um, while they're, they're doing that. Uh, and I, I know you were even saying, like, that's happening for you in your business, that it's just really taking off and there's a waiting list. And um, that's, sort <laughs> yeah, of, that's what I, same energy, you know, it's like, Okay, the, the you've built it, and now they will come. And so Saturn's helping them to build a more stronger foundation for their business and for their. Or, and it could even be a metaphorically building a strong foundation for your spiritual practice in general, for any and everyone. Just being more grounded in their daily meditation, in their qigong practice, in their yoga practice, and um, really being disciplined with that. And I think that that's a key word as well as the discipline. I I really feel like one of the things that will happen for people is you've got a lot of people that want their spiritual process now and yesterday. And Saturn's connecting us with the Sagittarius, which is true and higher learning and, um, you know, this evolved in spiritual studies. I think it's going to be a big time of spiritual studies for people which is part of what's going to feed the industry, as you say. But it's going to be a slower learning process because it wants us to really fully get absorbed and implement the lessons that we're learning, the knowledge that we're taking in. It's not a, hey, go get your reverend degree, um, you know, by jumping online and paying five bucks. This is going to be the real learning process. Exactly, and I think that's what it's going to help people from being so scattered or kind of all over the place and really help them to come together and focus in on, you know, what it is they're truly wanting to come to. Is it that I want a daily meditation practice and, like, focusing in on the thing that's going to be most beneficial for them to grow spiritually, and it's going to help root that. And so... You know, you can't just be like, I I saw a quote the other day that said, when the roots are deep, you don't fear the wind. And it's that same 
saying that, you know, it's, it's like Saturn's going to help you grow uh, a, a strong foundation, a strong root into the ground for your spiritual practice. Really, really beautifully said. Um, Tara, I know that periodically you are out and about speaking, doing things, having events going on. Do you have anything coming up to, um, that people should know about or participate in? Or I am going to be giving a talk um, in October in Black Mountain in North Carolina about the uh, current transits at that time. Um, that's going to be my next event that's happening. But I do give, um, you know, personal readings through via the computer. So, you know, for people who are living in other places around the country, and I do incorporate, incorporate tarot readings in with the astrology readings. And how do people reach you if they want to take advantage of your work? They can either find me on Facebook at Tara Jade Nichols Astrology and Tarot or find me through my website, which is tarajadenichols.com. Any um, closing points that you want to make? Because our time has flown by. <laughs> As it does, it tends to do on this show. Uh, anything that you want to leave people with? Um. I would just say get to know your chart, get to know what your challenges are, get to know where your I, I see the challenges as your greatest growth potential and the more we learn how to work with that, we can be our highest potential and we can strive towards our destiny and our north node and um and be our best self and that's what we came here to do, to evolve. So thank you so much for having me, Jesse. It's been a pleasure to be on your show, and um, I'm grateful. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, you know, you have an amazing code connection with the work you're doing. You're perfectly coded to Tarot. Um, you have an exceptionally strong coding to astrology. And if I was going to go out and pick somebody to do that work for me, I would be looking for somebody like you to do it um, because Thank I would you. want somebody that, that is that coded to what they're doing. And um, I, I can certainly tell that uh, either you're in the process of it or, or you've already achieved it or whatever, that there's great success for you in this. Um, you definitely know what you're talking about. And um, I imagine that you... You know, to hear you talk about Saturn also because when I looked at your codes and your connection to astrology, uh, you are all about helping people through upheaval, strife, failures that are going on in their life and revolutionary energy that's happening. So it doesn't surprise me that you would pick Saturn. Um, yes, thank you. Yes, I it's um it's a powerful planet and um and and again maybe it's my Scorpioness but I don't shy away from a challenge and I think therein lies our greatest our greatest growth and I think there's a lot to that and I didn't even know you were Scorpio I knew we had this code connection and I knew the whole <laughs> name connection was there and I didn't even realize you were also a Scorpio so. <laughs> There you go. We were really teamed up today, and this was the perfect date for us to do it. Well coded for both of us. And uh, <laughs> it's been a very, very smooth show, and 
and I appreciate having you on and, and have certainly enjoyed having you as a guest and I'm I'm sure that we'll have to keep you in mind um in the future as well for for transits and things that are going on. Absolutely. I would love to be on your show again and good luck to you and all the work that you do and, and your code connections and helping people find their codes. Thank you so much. And and if you missed any part of the show, I do encourage you to go back and listen to it in the archives. We've been talking with Tara Jade Nichols. And again, you can check out her work on our website at www.tarajadenichols.com. And uh, she shared a whole lot of information with us about transits and, and eclipses and planets that are going on and north nodes and south nodes and how that plays into our life. So we definitely thank her for that. Next week on the show, I'll be having Augie Noft with me, and we're going to be discussing timelines and universal working. So this is really fun because we haven't talked about timelines in the past on any of my radio shows. So it's going to be a very exciting, um, intriguing show, I think, to delve into because that's a big hot topic right now. Is there a parallel timeline going on? What is it all about? Um, I've also added events from my True North Tour, which I mentioned at the beginning of the show. It is now in effect. And I've got events going on at Pottstown, Pennsylvania. I'll be taking private sessions during the day, doing a workshop in the evening regarding code interpretation. And that will be happening on October 8th at the Enlightened Path Holistic Center. Uh, Also, I will be working with Jim and Ashley Cash on a soundscape meditation session on Sunday, October 11th. And I'll also be taking private appointments in their region, which is the Fairfax, Virginia, or Washington, D.C. area, and that will be the 9th, 10th, and 11th time frame. And then I'm headed over to Westford, Massachusetts, which is just outside of Boston, to the Aquarius Sanctuary, where I'll be taking private sessions for about five days from Tuesday through Saturday, starting on the 13th of October. Um, and I'll be doing two workshops during that time that I'm there as well, kind of thought song style workshops, very open discussion, learning, um, delving into a variety of different things based on whatever's happening in your life. You can learn about all the events that are going on, as well as look at the coding work that I'm doing now, code interpretation. Um, I'm still smoothing out some of all the connecting pieces, which I hope to get a lot of that done this weekend. And uh, check out my books that are on there. Check out uh, monthly videos that are going on. Uh, Every month I put up a video Uh, about different things that are happening, thoughts, um, things that I hear people are going through and address those different topics. So all kinds of stuff there. The monthly special is on there. Uh, Right now, August special deal is if you register for my Autumn Equinox weekend event, which is going to be in the Sioux Falls area, uh, you'll receive a free set of my Activating Compassion book. Uh, Don't forget also, um, well, again, all of those things are on my website, Jesse and Nichols George, the number one.com. And don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Um, Tuesdays, we usually have Susan Weed doing a show in Herbs and Natural Plants. Short show, only a half hour, but she really packs it full of information. Of course, Wednesday night is our flagship show. They've been doing some great interviews uh, on there over in. Uh, Zell, I want to say, has been on just this past week. Uh, They've been doing some musicians, and oh, my gosh, they've been really having some great guests on. Also, in this upcoming week on Wednesday night on uh, our flagship show, 
Janice is going to be interviewing me, Janice White. She is starting her own show, and so you'll be able to get to hear me talk about the code interpretation work that I'm doing on that show, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday night. Check that out. And then um, oftentimes that show is backed up by Darren Bucara, who's a reader at Madame Laveau in New Orleans. So lots of great things. Of course, Friday here we have Code Connection going on. This is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live on PEN, known as Parent Counters Network, StreamFinder, and TalkStream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, as well as those that have catch the um, YouTube version of the show. I do look forward to seeing you back here next week as we talk more into code connections. Don't forget that if you've enjoyed the show, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archive, and I'm going to leave you today with the song um, Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It's by Shimshai, and don't forget to go check out their work, www.shimshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind I would soar to the edge of my mind And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon Oh, deep inside The light within Shining Show you it's here to begin When all I have is all I need I will soar to the edge of eternity And we see it eye to eye One within love to be for the divine And we're walking hand in hand Caught in the balance of God and
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.